You're listening to the CB Cast brought to you by Complete Body. To stay up to date, subscribe to our channel on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or you can watch the full episode by subscribing to our YouTube channel, Complete Body Health and Fitness. Welcome back to the CB Cast, everyone. Um, this is our fourth episode of our Women's Health Series, and today uh, we're joined by my lovely wife, Jody. Jody. Thank you for giving up your time today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, pleasure. So the topic for today, guys, is um, a bit around taking control, I suppose, of your emotions um, and managing stress and things we can do within ourselves, um, I guess, in terms of goals and and just setting direction for ourselves emotionally um, to head in the best direction that we can. So before we... Uh, dive into it, we might just get you, Jody, to tell us a little bit about um, what you do in your work. Okay. Well, um, I'm a naturopath and massage therapist and holistic healer and run a business called Bloom Holistic Collective, which encourages people to find um, a better work-life balance in their life, a better balance in general of their emotions and their own greater well-being, depending on what that looks like for them. Uh, We offer a variety of services for helping people achieve that, such as yoga and Pilates and massage, naturopathy, health coaching, coaching, emotional healing, all sorts of fun things. So, Yeah, cool. And you specifically, um, you have a very strong passion for, I guess, uh, women's mental health and and, um, dealing with stress. Yeah, yeah. That's been probably the cornerstone of my work for a number of years. And it was just through doing massage for years prior, um, seeing the patterns in in women's mental health and also my own experiences with mental health and thinking that there must be so much more that we can do that's not so much external to us and that we can actually take control of our own emotional well-being with just a few, you know, simple tools. Um, There's many tools, but there are a couple of really simple ones that help. Yeah, cool. So I guess to kick it off, the the word taking control um, is, you know, something that I mentioned at the start. But um, can you just talk a little bit about the importance of um, taking care of you, yourself, as whether you're a mother, whether you're just a single, not even just women, but single person, the importance of that and I suppose what it can project out to the outside world. Yeah, so why it's important to take care of yourself. I guess, you know, we are we have so much relying on us these days, especially if you're a mother and um and in and everything there's work, there's life, there's friends, there's family, there's so much pressure. And we only have this one life. We have this one amazing opportunity to just enjoy it and and with the society and the media and everything, we often get caught up in all the stuff that just is shoulds or doesn't matter and stuff. So, um, so taking care of our well-being, I think, helps us paint and our emotional awareness helps us paint this picture and create this life that we actually truly want and that truly aligns with our soul purpose. Yeah, I suppose. And building that life. I guess starts from the inside to make it happen on the outside, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you'll um, you won't say yes to something if you listen to your heart and it says no. Hopefully, so. Yeah, cool. Starts on the inside. Yeah, so um, I suppose there's probably a fair bit of positive um, psychology and science and energy behind the steps to this. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. So. 
I mean, positive psychology and I guess positive energy, abundance, manifestations, mind setting, uh, mindfulness, they're all goal setting. They're all um, a really similar thing. They're just different words for pretty much the same thing. It's about using your intention with your um, with your will and your desire and you're aligning that with your true values and achieving what you want in your life with that as the sort of the basis of everything. Um, I probably should also just mention too, when we talk about um, taking control of emotions, um, one thing that really I see a lot and, and I see this a lot in um, mindfulness practices is that we're often told to be grateful and being grateful is really awesome, but it sometimes misses a step in the healing and the processing of emotions, which I guess causes it to be a bit harder for women and men to move to that gratitude place. So something that in my work that I use a lot is making sure that when you have an emotion arise, um, we acknowledge it, that it's present, we accept that it's present, maybe you explore why. So if it's come from a belief system or something in your past, or there's just something that's triggered inside you. And then that enables you to objectively or as a witness, reflect on what's going on inside you and gives you the opportunity to then release the emotion, which then makes it like so much more easy and sustainable to move to a place of gratitude and mindfulness without bypassing the really important step of actually highlighting what you're feeling. Um, Because if you don't do that, you can go with gratitude for ages, but it'll still keep coming up because you haven't dealt with what's underneath, if that makes sense. Yeah, so almost if you... You're being grateful and trying to move forward, but I guess you've still got the anchors there yeah. holding you back. Yeah, so. and anchors is a really good word to use. So that would describe like belief systems, agreements so and rules that we make, um, we have in our subconscious that um, if I do this, I'm a good person or if I do that, I'm a bad person. And everyone has these rules. We've been domesticated to form these rules our whole lives through the way we've been brought up. And that's why some people have different rules to others, depending on their family environment and things like that. So getting really um, lovingly and compassionately clear on where those emotions are arising as we move into mindfulness is really helpful in the process. Yeah. Do you find in your work that it can be really challenging for people to like I suppose it's easy to say, you know, I'm, I'm grateful and I want to be grateful for this, mm-hmm. etc. But to tap into maybe your deep core um, to acknowledge, especially maybe if it's something to do with the self, for people to acknowledge the actual thing that they need to release, do you find or do you hit many roadblocks with that? Yeah, definitely. People hate looking at their shit. And I'm, I get it. Like, I'm so, oh, am I allowed to swear? Yeah. <laughs> Too late now. Yeah, it's all over. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, you know, it's like the, it's the shadow self. It's the parts of us that make us feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, it's hard, but, you know, we've got, you've got courage. You know, everyone has courage. They just need to, you know, actually put in this case i'll say pull on your you know your big boots and just lovingly um work through your big roadblocks and 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 i mean sometimes sometimes emotions are really you know really heightened and people might need the support of someone like myself or other therapists or practitioners to guide them through releasing things yeah um and getting really familiar with that deep self yeah but when you have such a 
it's worth it. You know, this is it. Like you have, everyone has an awakening moments in their lives and whether they choose to follow it or not is their choice. And we always have a choice yeah. no matter where we are. So you can keep, we can keep sort of, you know, sticking our head in the sand and ignoring it, but eventually it'll kind of keep coming up. And, and one day you might choose to go, you know what, I'm just going to embrace this and see where it goes. And yeah. You get there, but yeah, <laughs> and then it's continual. I think that's probably the other thing. Yeah, I guess. Do you, do you notice that? I suppose once someone sort of they really find that honesty, maybe for the first time with themselves, that it can have a bit of a snowball mm. effect from there, and then they're really good at at, at releasing. Um, yeah, I well, yeah, it depends on the person. I think actually. Um, Sometimes when we start to see our behavior patterns and our belief systems and um, we can we can really not want to deal with it. Yeah. Um, sometimes we might deal with one at a time or sometimes big realizations can come through like like even I've, I had one recently and it was uh, it, the belief system or the agreement was the core of many behavior patterns in my life and I realized that this one belief around you know, my worth and my self-worth was permeating and affecting many different behaviors in my work and my study and my, you know, my relationships, previous relationships and as a mother as well. And so when you get to that really deep, big stuff, you know, that's what you usually do with like a coach or a therapist or something. Um, It can be really uh, like confronting, but also so enlivening to actually start to really let go and strip it back. Yeah. Um, and then you see the shift because, again, like I said, it, it's all energy. Like it's it's manifestation and intention. We're creating change. Like it all helps in the long run and has that knock-on effect to the rest of life. Yeah, cool. Which is cool. Yeah. And when we're, I suppose, when we're replacing the release um, or affirming something um, and I guess being grateful, do we need to replace it with something that's, big or can it be simple is it better to be simple or what's some advice around that um i'm thinking if i think i know what you're asking um when we're releasing something so say for example you want to release a belief system that's around your self-worth and it might be that i'm worthy well this is something that came up in it with a client today actually so i'm i her belief the one that was negative was i'm lazy when i don't work okay so it was around that her worth was um, determined based on how much she worked and she would work herself till she was breaking you know breaking point and so we did work on releasing that agreement and that that rule that she had and so then we we do we do you need to seed something to come in and create that change so that that's where you know gratitude it's probably not quite the right word but mindfulness is probably the yeah, right word yeah for sure and, and so for her um the example is that she chose um I think I'm trying to think of what her exact words were, but um, I am worthy and valuable no matter what, how much work I do or something like that. Yeah. Um, so she could get a, a clearer understanding and a clearer meaning around um, why she was overworking. And then in the moment when she would be looking at her schedule and having someone say, can you fit me in for something else? Fit in, And she's, she could choose in that moment to go, yes and say yes to the old belief system and the old agreement and rule. Yeah. Or she could say, actually, no, I'm already fully booked. 
but I'll fit you in next time. Yeah. And then choosing yeah, okay. her self-worth over that yeah. previous. So that's, I think that's what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably really, um, you know, individual. It's so individual. For each time you release yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Um, anytime we're releasing, it's good to plant something new. So out with the old, in with the new. It's just like yeah, saying, cool. you know, you don't ever want to just release it and kind of have no direction to go with. Yeah. And so that's why... Um, using that mindfulness and that intention, bringing that in as you move forwards when we release patterns or emotions or things like that. Yeah, yeah. And when you work with your clients, do you... Um, I was reading something the other day that said it, it was... Uh, you know, they'd done scientific studies on um, on habits or, or learning something new and I guess in this case replacing and repetition... Yeah. is massive what's some advice for people say you know you're just doing the self-work and you might be only doing it in your own time and not with a coach you actually release um and then affirm something what's some advice around i guess continuing that practice yeah um actually i was just to say before we even get to the continuing i might just mention when you choose something to affirm um Choose it from your heart, like what really feels right for you because what is right for you might be different for the next person and the next person well, it will be probably. Um, so bringing in what you truly want because what you actually want um, has so much meaning then to when you actually want to fulfill your goals and make change, you'll do it with greater ease because it means more to you. Yeah. And so bringing in what you really want Habits, you know, it's 21 days to create a new habit. So consistently doing something for 21 days. Um, and my advice as well, which I work and you'll, if you look up things like smart goals um, for goal setting, you know, when we're, when we're doing goals, we want to, and I actually call them action steps in my work. Yeah. So what action step can I take today that I can consistently do every day for 21 days to move me closer to where I want to be. So if where you want to be is working less or where you want to be is loving yourself more, what small step could I take this day and the next day and the next day for 21 days to start that and then create that habit and then start that momentum going towards the greater shift? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I get, I like the, um, something that came to my head when you said like choose from your heart and it needs to mean well you know that's where you keep your real meaning and i I guess like from my point of view it's we're all so different and just because um it may mean something really special to you and it doesn't have to mean anything to anyone else i suppose having that deep understanding and that emotional awareness which we'll talk about in a minute um of what you really need and what it means to you and forget about everyone else is really important yeah definitely because there's so many um you know social media society people in our lives who'll tell you what you should do yeah um and that's the emphasis being on should you know you're the you're the as as we say in my recent course that i did you're the artist of your spirit you know you're painting this lifetime for yourself you're creating this masterpiece what sings to you what speaks to you what paint are you going to use on your brush like everyone's so different yeah if you always come back to what feels right in your heart and when i say that like 
if it's not something you're familiar with doing, like listening to your heart, a really great way to start to connect with your body is to just pay attention to um, when you feel strong emotions. So um, if you get a fright, you might feel it in your tummy or when you feel like an overwhelming sense of love, you can feel that warmth and that nice feeling in your chest. This is your body talking to you. And so when you um, feel into options that you might want to bring into your life or you just have this knowing that something you want to do is going to be maybe right for you, you'll actually feel it in your body. It's just this little feeling. And the more you practice it, the better yeah. you get at it. <laughs> yeah. and I think everyone knows what I mean, but it, it's just, yeah. If it's not something you're familiar with doing all the time, you just need to practice. Yeah, yeah. cool, cool. And trust that you have the skill because you do. Tune into yourself. Yeah. Yeah, now, and that emotional, um, maybe not so much acceptance, but the emotional awareness you're talking about um is it do people find that like pretty hard i know i know with me sometimes if you know there's probably no one on the planet that knows as much about me as what you do and i I, I feel i feel like you know sometimes you can sense that you know i might be worried about something that's true and like two i i don't even haven't even come to terms with it yet and then two days later i'm like hey what about this is there any tips or um you know do you encounter that a bit with people that it's really hard to recognize like i just feel funny all over maybe what do i do about it yeah um and what ryan's referring to is like no i was gonna say is when you when you're emotionally sort of distant in our house at in hot in the home hey and yeah and I, can, I, I can pick it up because of i think just my work and i'm used to sensing this kind of stuff but i think everyone knows when their partner's feeling a bit off and then you know something's up but they're not quite aware of it yet and so it's like this little space before you realize what's actually going on or maybe you don't realize which is pretty normal um so if you're feeling if you're feeling like out of sorts and that can be, you know, um, tight in the chest, it can be just in a bad mood, it can be really, really fatigued, it can be lacking drive, you know, not not having that desire to go and do the things you used to do. Um, these are just some examples of how your emotions are kind of showing up for you to slow down and turn inwards and listen to what's going on inside but it just kind of comes out as a bit of an inconvenience. It's like time, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah you so just feel like off. Yeah, but yeah, off's a good word. Like in, um, so yeah, so probably being able to really take that, uh, or I'm guessing a good practice is to take that step back mm. and try and connect with, hey, I am feeling a bit funny. I don't know what that is, but maybe let's sit down have some quiet time and try and connect to it yeah that's and and giving yourself permission to do so because we we very rarely give permission to slow down and listen to what you know we're just living we're living we're just surviving really yeah. i don't know if we say maybe we shouldn't say living we're just surviving usually you know we're yeah. working and we're raising our children and we're just on autopilot and these yeah this this off feeling comes up and it it's like when you overreact to something um, or you, you're really sensitive to something, but you shouldn't, like you don't normally react like that or other people are saying, whoa, whoa, you know, what's going on? It's it's highlighting to you that there's something going on underneath and yeah. 
Um, it depends on what your, you know, what your language is like. So what you've been used to your whole life as to whether you'll feel comfortable sitting still and exploring that. A lot of people wouldn't actually. Yeah. They'd probably go and see a therapist or they might go for a run or they might have a massage or whatever. And they're all, you know, they're all actually really useful ways to help move it sometimes if you haven't got the words or the ability to sit with it, yep. if that makes sense. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So like you know, use like you know, even with the gym, like using training is so helpful for people to just shift that energy. Yep. Um, and you know, I, I don't know if you guys ever talk about it at the gym, but um, when I work with my clients about using movement to help with emotional um, taking control of emotions, yeah, we we start the movement whatever they're doing. So whether it's a run, a hike, a boxing session, uh, yoga, you start the movement with the intention of what you want to kind of release. Yeah. So so spend a few minutes in your car before you or wherever you are before you start your exercise or your movement and focus on the emotion that's like really bubbling up under the surface. You might be pissed off at something, you might be feeling really sad or whatever. Um, and then take all of that energy, like feel it in your body, take it with you to your exercise or your movement and then breathe and Feel it like with your intention, use it to actually shift it out and just let that shit go because you don't need to hold it. Like it's yeah, just, it's yeah. just, you know, any emotion is just energy with a label. Yeah. So, you know, anger, same thing as sadness, as happiness, as, you know, ecstasy. It's all just energy in your body. It's just got a different label. And if you don't want to hold that energy, like it's something that's weighing you down or whatever, a great way if you're not familiar with talking about your feelings or reflecting and processing, kind of like what I've just been talking about, yeah. is just to move the energy. Yeah. And then at the end, you know, nice deep breaths. And then that's when you bring in that beautiful affirmation and move forward with mindfulness, like think, okay, I've let that go. I don't need to hang on to that anymore. I don't need to carry it anymore. Make that choice to do that. And then start a new page. And you could simply and do, do it that. Over and over again. <laughs> yeah, and you could simply do that by just... You go back to your car before you drive off and just acknowledge it and affirm it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's probably... I was thinking not everyone talks as much as I talk about my feelings or you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's a great starting point, yeah, if you're not into talking. Yeah, cool. And maintenance point. I still do that too. Like, I still have to do that in my life as well. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose moving on, um, or just and talking about that emotional awareness, I guess people always talk about building resilience um, or being resilient as a person. If, um, you know, I guess when we're like really finding that truth and being honest with ourselves, do, do you see people become uh, maybe more resilient and then that self belief? really starts to come to the forefront yeah actually that you pretty much hit the nail on the head because i think that when you have the courage to really get familiar and clear with what's going on emotionally for you accept what's going on emotionally for you and decide that comes back to that choice like decide what you want to take forwards in your life like I said, we have a choice and we, we're painting this beautiful masterpiece. Yeah. What do we want to pick? Um, I think that that, you know, just having the courage to do that actually, it because it takes courage to go inwards. Yeah. I feel like it takes more courage to go inwards than it does to 
be one of those people that just block everything out and be like, I'm so strong, I don't feel anything. Yeah, yeah. Because if it doesn't manifest in your emotions, it's going to manifest in your body. You know, like I've seen people around me, people in my personal life who have, you know, manifested physical, emotional blocks or emotional, you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that, um, yeah, definitely, like actually it it helps your self-worth because you realize what you're capable of when you go through stuff that's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, you know, people, a big thing for me is people, There's everyone's got a story and, you know, most of the time we don't know anyone's true story and people are going through that big shit all the time. time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess listening to you talk about it now, that Mm self-belief must become massive in your clients. Yeah, I think, and sometimes people don't even actually realize that they have it, but yep. they've they just kind of, you know, keep and th- and that's probably one a really good point is that sometimes even without conscious like reflection and working on yourself, you can be someone that's actually really resilient um, and still feel your emotions. Yeah, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to. Uh, dwell on it or ruminate over it or yep. spend time exploring it like you can you can still do it but quite quickly or they might be people that move it through their body physically more like i was saying before like some people don't want to talk about it they just want to shift the feeling and then they move on to another feeling and that's still using like it's like using positive energy and mindfulness but it's not with words yeah yeah sense. for sure yeah so there's actually I, I, sometimes people don't even realize how resilient they are um, but when they start to reflect, so when I do coaching work, like we talk about, well, how is like what has helped you in the past get through, you know, get to where you are now? And then when they reflect on it, they realize that they've actually got all these awesome skills that they didn't have a name for um, that they were just doing. Yeah. And so then that helps them connect with their own strength to then navigate through, um, up, you know, challenges that might be coming up that seem more daunting, but actually they've got it you know yeah okay yeah. cool and we, we we haven't really talked about stress um mm. as it's self on its own but doing all these little things are all little measures to help us cope with stress if we are a stressed person yeah definitely i think you know underlying everything is our our true self you know yeah. underlying our our you know obviously if you I'm just like trying not to get into it too much because it gets a bit like overwhelming sometimes. But um, I find it overwhelming sometimes. Like, but underneath everything, you know, amidst life, amidst pressures of work, family, friendships, is just who we are. And if that's feeling um, pressured and like you can't live and do what you really want in your life, or you're not feeling content and happy that's going to have a knock-on effect on everything. Yep. So that's why it does come back down to you. And like I was saying about being the artist of your own life, you're also the best expert on your own life and yourself. So as much as you said I was a really good expert on you, you're the best <laughs> expert on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and finding um, the wisdom within you yep. is, really, is really helpful. And so, you know, whether you go and see someone to do that like that's what we do in coaching um you don't necessarily have to there's amazing amazing books um available to kind of get uh get in touch with your true self and how to listen to that and let that guide you as you move forwards 
but probably the most important thing is um finding meaning in your in, in what you value and then how can you bring that into your life um an exercise i get a lot of my clients to do um when they're feeling like everything's out of balance and life's just too much or whatever um i get them to write down a list of all the things that they find stressful and then we we separate them out so what are things you can physically change and what are things that you need to change your mindset around yeah and then from there can we do that in the next one to three months can we do that in one to six months or six six to twelve months or yep. whatever and then it kind of breaks it down into like a flow chart where you can look at what what needs to be done and what will get you where towards you want to where you want to go yep. and how to kind of get there and it also helps you see things like mindset so say for example you are in a workplace a job that you love but the people that you don't like working there or they're challenging to work with that might be a mindset thing because you love the job so it's about changing your mindset around the people you work with yeah and that might be as simple as you witnessing their behaviors and seeing well that's their stuff that's not my stuff that's not inside my little bubble here that's their story yeah that's their story and everyone speaks from their own story and their own filter just like i do just like you do and that's why when we do this kind of work in my business um i'm not the expert you're the expert in your story um we just help you find that truth and get really clear with it and strong about it um so you know I guess looking for the meaning and the value in life and then finding little ways you can create those changes that you want to move you towards what you actually want and what you don't have to hold on to anymore. Yeah, okay. Is a nice way of looking at it. Yeah, cool. Now, um, we said earlier, like we talked about the importance of taking care of you and I know there'd be quite a few mothers or just, and dads too that listen to this um and as as parents Mm. you know it can be really hard and even just if you know even if you just have a partner i suppose you have a busy job and your life is busy it can be hard to find that time and not even find it but actually like i probably hear a lot of people talk about that they feel selfish taking that time for themselves um is that something that you encounter a lot and just let us know about the importance of, you know, why we need to take this time and why it's actually not selfish. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, even if I say it's not selfish, if their belief system says it means they're selfish, then they've got to work <laughs> on that. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> That's it though. Like it, it, you've got to ask yourself, where does that belief come from? Like, yeah. is, it, is it a society thing? Is it from the women or the men in your life? that have sort of modeled a different thing. They might not have said it to you, but being like a martyr and taking nothing for yourself, which is pretty common for our parents' era, um, was modeled to us. So taking, and it's, you know, you hear people older than us talking about people younger than us. They're like, oh, they're so entitled and they just do all this stuff for themselves. And it's it's their, that's their story. That's talking, you know, their story. So, um I'm going to say it's important to look after yourself because I believe that. But it took me a long time to accept that myself. And yep. like I, so I can relate to both. Um, I never liked to ask for things that I needed and I never liked to take. But I realized after I had my kids that, holy shit, man, like I'd be a crazy lady if I don't take 
something for myself and I could see it in my well-being. So I think um, it's important. Yes, so important. And one thing I would encourage you to explore is why you think you shouldn't take it if you don't give yourself permission. And if you don't question this, what are you modeling to your children? Because this is it. We want our kids to grow and be these people that can actually not be feeling as stressed as we feel. But if we're modeling um, a lack of permission to actually rest, they're going to learn the same things as we learned. They just mirror our actions, don't they? Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's, It's all good to say you need to take a break, but unless you're doing it, they cuz they learn through seeing not yeah. just hearing but it's it's the actions that speak louder than the words and so that's why um if i have women that are really stubborn and they're like oh i just couldn't take anything for myself i'm like well have you thought about it from that perspective that your daughters and your son the sons are seeing you do this that they won't be able to then let themselves do that when they're yeah, older yeah. and then it just changes something and then we start to explore well why do we even think like that anyway yeah so it's really so true. Yeah, that's probably that's like you. I could tell you till you. I was blue in the face that it's important. But yeah, you've just got to believe it. So you need to do that work. Yeah, good <laughs> piece that. of advice for everyone. I guess it it doesn't have to be anything massive. Yeah. Like you don't need to go on a ten day retreat. Although, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, small is actually. I was, like I'm, I'm glad d- that you mentioned that because I was going to say small small stuff can be so powerful. Yeah, like I'm I'm just thinking like it can be as simple as just taking half an hour to go for a walk on your own and just maybe process your day or process your thoughts. Yeah. Things like that. Have a bath, have a cuppa in the sunshine, ring a friend, you know, like yeah. a family member, go for a hike, go to boxing. Like it's just, it can be, or do something Whatever. with your kids. That's yeah. really fun if you've got kids, you know, like go to the park, have no devices. That's a big one. Yeah. Or like book a holiday, that, that's another one that a lot of my clients do. They're like, as long as I've got something to look forward to and I know I'm similar, as long as I've got like something booked in, like whether it's two months away or six months away, I know that that's going to be a total tech-free, total switch-off, rejuvenate time. Yeah. So, you know, that can help too. Yeah. How good are trips away by yourself? <laughs> well, they're good, I guess. <laughs> okay, so just to round out a little bit, um, you spoke earlier about the importance of goal setting and that uh, they need to be specific and mean something to you. Um, goals can be like long-term, short-term. They can be a big process or an easy process, I suppose. Um, can you just give a few tips on how people can actually set them and then, you know, put a little process in place to achieve them? Yeah, sure. Um, so like we sort of mentioned before, Um, goals need to have meaning so they can be towards like a long-term vision which is you know greater well-being etc but bringing them back down into everyday life and I call them action steps in my work yeah so think small and bite-sized so we often see people will go all in like they'll go on a you know I'm going to become plant-based and they'll stop eating meat and then after five days of being super organized and they forget to do something and then they, yeah. you know, and, and or the same with exercise or whatever. Yeah. Um, so making small changes and that, trying to do that consistently for that 21 days yeah. is really helpful. Um, small changes might, and, and small changes and then making them um, like measurable and time-based. Yep. So for example, instead of saying, I'm going to go for a run, you could say, 
um, I'm going to run at five o'clock on Tuesday afternoon. And yeah. it's and it's it's got an accountability to it and So you really know when it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then make the commitment. So things and other things like if you find that you're having trouble making the commitment to do your action steps, yeah. what do you need to have in place to encourage you? Yeah. So it might be having your runners near the near the front door with your socks ready to go. It might be having a, a gym gear outfit laid out that you feel really, you know, fabulous in or whatever. Yeah. So um anything that you can do to help yourself achieve your action steps yeah. is really really um helpful yeah help you be a little bit accountable i suppose too yeah and if you write them down actually because then even though you're not having to be accountable to somebody else it's actually really satisfying to have them written see them um and kind of go from there i don't know if i you mind me sharing this but when ryan was going through some self-growth was it last year you had written on the mirror the affirmations every morning you were going to read so i think i used to wake you up at 4 (laughs) a.m but i just thought that was such a it and it's such a great way to be reminded and to just you know encourage that action to actually happen yeah yeah cool yeah and i guess meaning is the most important thing your well-being your ability to cope with stress and the way you do it is going to be so unique to you that's all that you need to worry about you know you can try different things like we do experiments so like maybe go and try um you know tabata as an experiment to release stress versus going to a massage or going to lay in a park yeah and you'll know which one feels right for you or maybe they all do but just not every day or not this day or whatever so just being open to your individuality with that yeah that's that's great Cool. cool all right well to finish off um We've covered a lot about, I yeah. guess, getting in touch with yourself, setting goals, um, you know, and being able to move forward and be the best version of yourself. Um, have you got a few quick tips to finish off for people to, you know, if they listen to this and go away and start to, you know, have a look inside, a few quick tips that uh, they can put in place to sort of start the process, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, so the first one would just be to um, compassionately ac- acknowledge and accept any feelings as they come up. You're a human, you know, we have those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a really key one. Yeah. We're really good at not doing that. Um, get really clear on what you love and what makes you feel fucking awesome. Like that. It's that's what is the juice of life. Like if you follow that, you can't go wrong and yeah. yours is going to be so unique to you. So always remember that. It doesn't have to fit a mold. Um, and then how can you bring that into life? Um, how can you manage your stress better and your emotional well-being better by taking small steps to support your um, values? Yeah. Like to support what you want yeah, okay. you know, to paint in your masterpiece. Cool. I think that's kind of it in a nutshell. Yeah. But that's like the foundation, you know, of everything. Yeah. And you'll just use that over and over and over again with every cycle, with every challenge. Just come back to the emotion and accepting then come back to what means a lot to you. What don't you need to carry anymore? Yeah. Let it go. Um, And then help, you know, connect back into yourself to move yourself in the direction you want to go. And it's your choice always. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much. Oh, well, thank you so much for giving up uh, your time today and talking to us. It's been really insightful um, and I'm sure everyone listening will take a lot out of it. hope so. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs>
All right, guys. So next week is our fifth and last episode of our Women's Health Series. Um, we'll be speaking with one of our members from the gym, Emma Cahoon, about um, pregnancy and her experience of training while she was pregnant and then also getting back into the gym um, after giving birth. So tune in for that one. Um, it's, it's a really good episode. Jody, thank you. Thanks. See you all next week.